Hello, fellow Rebel Capitals. Hope you're well. So another bank just, well, it hasn't gone bankrupt yet, but it's on the brink, let's say. They've had to go to the market and ask for more capital, a cash infusion. They are right on the edge of going bust. And this is a bank in the UK. It's a fascinating story, but it plays into pretty much everything that we've seen with the global banking system contracting. It's something that Jeff Snyder calls deflationary money. And it really means the monetary system is broken. The monetary system itself functions on one thing and one thing only. That is perceived counterparty risk. So if that counterparty risk is low, then you've got liquidity flowing. Doesn't matter. But as the perceived counterparty risk increases, that's when the banks tighten up. When the banks tighten up, it not only impacts the economy, but of course, it impacts other banks such as Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic, Credit Suisse, and now this bank that we're seeing in the UK. This is merely a symptom of a much bigger problem that has yet to be fixed and will likely get worse before it gets better. Let's get right into the story and check out the details. This is on CNN.com. Shares in the UK bank just plunged over 30%. So I haven't read through this. Josh and I wanted to get this out to you guys as quickly as we possibly could. Because, uh, you know, who knows, maybe tomorrow, the next day, they might file for bankruptcy. We've got to stay on top of this news as it comes out to follow this story. And again, it's not just about a UK bank. This is what it represents in terms of the global monetary system and deflationary money, not deflationary prices, but deflationary money. Okay. Shares of UK lender Metro Bank sank as much as 31% Thursday following a report that it urgently seeking to raise funds to shore up its finances. That is never a good sign if you're a bank. That means that there's a 90% probability that within the next you know, month or so, that you're going bust. The Financial Times reported the bank was in talks with investors to raise $250 million in equity and $350 million in debt. When you're trying to raise $500 million and you're basically a, a regional bank, I mean, at that point, you just got to say, look, we're, we're, we're done. <laughs> I mean, well, why kick the can down the road? Let's just get this over with. I mean, yeah, well, let's keep going here. The bank said in a statement Thursday that it continues to meet its minimum regulatory capital requirements. Doesn't look like the market really cares about your stupid capital requirements. And this is why I always say when you get the rebuttal that, oh, well, the regulators are coming in and they've got these Basel three and all these regulations will save the day. We just need, well, we just need better regulation. We just need better regulation. But you look at every single one of these banks just prior to going bust and they were all perfectly fine as far as their capital ratios. Totally fine. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. That's on a Friday. Then Monday, they come out with a press release saying, oh, yeah, we're bankrupt. It's the way this always works. And they're considering a range of options to raise more capital. So that in and of itself should tell you everything you need to know. They continue to meet minimum regulatory capital requirements, but they're so desperate that they're considering a range of options to raise more capital. Okay, well, if these regulations implied that a bank was, let's say, on solid ground, then, then how do you get these two things? <laughs> this, this is an oxymoron, isn't it? I mean, how could these people not see that just what's obvious right in front of their eyes, including issuing shares of corporate bonds, refinancing its debt and selling assets? So basically, they're just throwing everything up against the wall to see what sticks. They're, they're in complete desperation mode. But 
according to regulation, they're on rock solid footing. They said no decision has been made. Yeah, yeah, because you're not making the decision, my friend. It's the market that's going to make the decision as to whether or not you sink or swim. Maybe throw in the government, they might bail you out. But but you don't have any choice in the matter here. This was a, a bank executive saying they haven't made a decision. Yeah, <laughs> as if it's the decision is theirs. Metro Bank's assurance did little to support the share price. Shocker, right? Down 31% late afternoon in London. So London, maybe, what is it, five hours ahead of East Coast time, something like that. So this is happening, you know, probably within the last, uh, well, call it six hours or so. The bank shares are down almost 66% since mid-September as the UK regulators refuse its request to change the way it cal- uh, calculates capital growth. Well, and that's a good sign, right? When the bank is going to the regulators and saying, yeah, if we can just uh, kind of cook the books a little bit, if you don't mind some financial engineering or just maybe look the other way, we'd greatly appreciate it. And, you know, again, what's crazy is even though the regulators didn't allow them to make those changes, they still fell within the umbrella of what is acceptable through these regulations. I mean, that just tells you how bad the regulators are to begin with, for heaven's sakes. Hey guys, I want to remind you to check out Rebel Capitalist Pro. This is the incredible online investment forum that I have with investment experts, Lynn Alden and Chris McIntosh. It includes professionals such as Patrick Serezna from Macro Voices. He specializes in options. Tony Greer, commodity trading. Jason Hartman, real estate. And Brent Johnson with Macro economics. If you want to build wealth and thrive in this world of out-of-control central banks and big governments, Rebel Capitalist Pro is the resource you need. So check it out today at georgegammon.com forward slash pro. That's georgegammon.com forward slash pro. We'll see you inside with the fellow Rebel Capitalists that are taking their investing to the next level. On Wednesday, ratings agency Fitch said it put the lender on watch for a downgrade to its credit rating. (laughs) Okay. Well, yeah, uh, I think that's understating it, Fitch. They're talking about their funding and their business model. Yeah, but it's not really about their business model, is it? It's more so about the fact that they can't get liquidity. And why can't they get liquidity? Because... The credit conditions are tightening because the global monetary system is contracting, regardless of what's happening with M2 money supply. Competition for deposits, given likely more expensive access to wholesale funding, in addition, capitalization is tight. Okay, well, that's more like it, Fitch said in the statement. The ratings, the ratings agencies noted that Metro Bank had to refinance $350 million bond October 2024. Uh, okay, it's October 2023. So I don't know if that's... That's going to be a problem for them. Yeah, but it, it's not. I don't think that's why the share price is down 20 whatever percent today or 31 percent, excuse me. And I don't think that's why they're desperately seeking any type of salvation uh, from the market that, that, that the market is willing to provide. The lender has had challenges for years after reporting a finance. OK, but there again. So why all of a sudden are they? at the point where they're going bust. Like, why now? Why not in 2020? 
Why not in 2021? Why not in 2018? They've had all these problems. Is it just coincidence that they happen to be going bust at the same time as Silicon Valley Bank, First Republic, Signature, Republic First, and Credit Suisse? No. Basically, what this tells you is they're on the brink the whole time. But now what has happened because of this deflationary money phenomenon, the global monetary system contracting, as it's pushing them over the edge. So another great sign. Last year, they were fined $10 million because they understated risk of certain commercial loans. So they might have a lot of exposure to the commercial real estate side of it as well. You know, we talked about the commercial real estate being a big problem here in the United States, but it's just as big of a problem in Europe. Investors in banks are understandably jittery. In March, two regional lenders in the United States collapsed, sending shockwaves to the global financial system. Are, are you even going to mention Credit Suisse? Like, how could you talk about U.S. regional banks and not mention Credit Suisse? Yeah, there were a couple little banks that went bust in the United States. Oh, oh yeah. Then there was that, that giant Credit Suisse bank. But oh, we'll just sweep that one under the rug and pretend it doesn't exist. And then now they're talking about how the business model was flawed. But again, that, that doesn't explain the timing. The banks in the eye of the storm, Silicon Valley Bank, Signature First Republic. And okay, fi finally, okay, give them a golf clap here. Finally, in the last sentence, they mentioned Credit Suisse. All had elements that indicated they are outlier banks compared to their peers. What? No, they didn't. If anything, they all fell right in line with their peers from a standpoint of the regulatory environment they were in or the regulatory scope, right? Every single one of these banks the day prior was A-OK -okay from the standpoint of the regulators. They were right in line with their peers. They weren't an outlier at all. And by the way, if they were an outlier, then why was it such a surprise? If they were an outlier, then CNN Business, why weren't you talking about it in, uh, in February of 2023? They're only talking about it and saying that they're an outlier act after the fact when hindsight is 2020. I mean, come on, come on. The main takeaway here is this goes right back to what we've been saying about the banking crisis. And uh, yield curve is confirming that likely we're not in inning nine of this banking situation. We're likely in inning maybe five, six, at the most seven. We might be in the eye of the proverbial storm. And what we may see coming in 2024 is could make 2023 look like a picnic, which I would remind you that as far as the nominal value of the banks that have gone bust, as far as the size of their balance sheet, 2023 has exceeded what we saw in 2008 already, and the year isn't even done. And this article, this example, would lead you to believe that we'll be seeing more of this in the future, not less. All right, guys, enjoy the rest of your afternoon. As always, make sure that you're standing up for freedom, liberty, free market capitalism, and we'll see you in the next video.